Hello and welcome to West Underground. Today we are here with another episode and we have none other than Erin Foster. She's joined us um, and uh, I'm really excited for this one to, to kind of learn your story and, and find out more about you. Um, but let's just start this off at the start. Um, who are you? And like, imagine like, you know, somebody has just approached you and they want to, you know, like me and they want to know the, the story from the start. So yeah, I'll throw the mic over to you. Awesome. Hey guys, I'm Erin Foster. I am a musician and a producer from the Gold Coast, but I'm currently in Sydney. Nice. And uh, like what what what's been like your um, you know, your musical journey? Like how did you how did you start? Well, I started uh, writing music when I was 16, um, and it was just lyrics on guitar, and I'd just, you know, play at pubs and it was nice and easy and simple, but I decided I wanted to start producing my own music and actually put stuff out there. So um, I started teaching myself how to produce and how to record. And it's basically been a long journey of just that <laughs> the last few years. And um, I put out a few singles this year under my name, Erin Foster, and I'm really happy with how things are going. Yeah, wow. It, that, you know, when I, when I heard your music, I thought you must have you must have had some kind of producer behind you. But then, as I've as I've discovered, I've seen you building a, a studio in the process. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, this is my home studio. It's probably where I lived. Actually, <laughs> never leave this room. Oh wow! And uh, like, how did how did you get into production? Did you just kind of get obsessed with it and and take yourself down that rabbit hole? Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, I put my dog on stick out. <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> yeah um I taught myself logic um started with garage band <laughs> yeah. um but I graduated to logic and um I've basically just been using that ever since I use Ableton Live for my live shows because I have a lot of backing tracks and stuff I like to incorporate into my shows to make it as similar as the record as possible. Um, but basically, I've just been teaching myself and there's still so much to learn. And I'll often be listening to a song and be like, oh my gosh, I love this sound. How do I make this happen for myself? So I'll be on YouTube looking at that. Wow. And uh, like, and did anyone, did anyone help you? Like, did anyone should give you a few tips and tricks along the way? Or would you just you just kind of have done it, you taught yourself, you know, the art of production. Oh, well, I, I did leave school um, in year 10 and I went to TAFE and I studied music there for a couple of years. And I'm not going to say the course was fantastic because it probably wasn't, but the yeah. people and the teachers, they were actually amazing. And I feel like I learned so much from them, especially with um, just the basics and getting started. And I guess the creative encouragement and the allowing you to just be yourself and grow as you are wow and um I, I i was kind of saying like saying to you off the you know before we started this interview i was saying that um like i keep like i always watch kind of what's happening in sydney's music and um and then i then all of a sudden you you popped up and you know i did like because i i follow a bunch of musicians that kind of want to like see little journeys and stuff and what people do in sydney and watch them you know kind of grow but and then and you're not from New South Wales originally. Um, well, I actually grew up in New South Wales, but I moved yeah. to Queensland a couple of years ago and I spent a lot of time there. Um, that was when I was doing a lot of uh, music 
and releasing it under the name Caramilk. I got yeah. my first Triple J play um, under the name Caramilk and I was really excited about that and I was feeling quite confident. Yeah. Um, but then I sort of just went through a bit of a process of, is this how I want to continue or do I want to be more authentic to myself instead of hiding behind a made up name and a, an alias, I guess. Like I'd never post pictures of myself. I would just use like 3D graphic design and yeah. create this facade. And I really liked it. I felt quite safe there. And it gave me the freedom to explore different elements and different directions creatively. And I had a lot of support from um, 4ZZZ, a um, radio station in Brisbane, which gave me a lot of encouragement. And uh, then I just decided that I should probably release music under my real name and just be more authentic to myself. So I've just been doing that this year. And yeah, I feel quite good about it. And like, what does it feel better now, like that it is under your own name and it's and it is all you like? Yeah, definitely. Like, has it been easier that way or is it a bit more a bit more pressure in a in a sense? I feel like it's really scary putting yourself out there, but that's something that I've come to get used to. I think people are going to judge you for something regardless, whether it's just they don't like you or they don't like how you sound, how you look. So it's just a part of life and you can't run from it. I feel like everything is so amplified on the internet and we, you know, people say things that they never actually say to your face. Yeah. And, that's just, you know, part of life. Everyone gets that. I feel like whether you are putting out music or putting any part of yourself out there, whether it's art or, you know, graphic design, like I said, people will find something to criticize, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of it, I guess. And and you touched briefly on radio. You, you still do your radio show? I yeah, um, I actually pre-record my radio show and I send it to a friend who plays it for me on Monday mornings in Brisbane. So it's amazing being like in two states at once sometimes. Yeah. Wow. So like, um, how did how did you how did you kind of get into radio? Was that a was it an accident or did it just? Um, I got uh, my friend. She gave me an opportunity. Um, when Radiothon, it's like a raising. Um, money for community radio yeah. happen across all community radio stations across the country um but that was in august so yeah last month uh, she gave me the opportunity to come up with like my top picks for emerging artists well i wanted to focus on emerging artists but she said oh you could just play your favorite favorite songs of the week and yeah. i thought i really want to give a platform for artists like me who do take it seriously but don't always get taken seriously so I thought that would be a nice thing to do and a nice way to connect with other people like myself. Yeah. And do you, do you enjoy community, like doing radio? Like, cause it's a little bit of a different. Uh... Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely not, I think, um, like inherent, I guess, in me, I, I'm a quiet person. I like do keep to myself and it does require a bit of acting, I guess, but yeah. I feel like a lot of human interaction requires acting. So, um, good practice. You just got to put on your happy face and your happy voice, but, um, I really do enjoy it. Honestly, yeah. it's, um, my week more interesting and I love being able to connect with people and give them a chance to get played. Cause a lot of these people, they haven't been played on radio before. So I get to reach out and be like, Hey, I'd love to play you on Portugal Z and 
some of the reactions I've gotten have been so cute and it just it's so nice it feels good yeah wow and uh like do you did you do did you do it live as well or up when you were in Brisbane I've been interviewed a lot live um I haven't actually done a show live at yeah, but when I head back up there, I'd love to make this uh, more of a thing and probably yeah, be doing it live. Yeah, because I like I notice like uh, do you know doing a bit of radio like my myself like I notice when I when I pre-record it, there's it's it's easier in one sense because you're you know you have as much time in the world to do it, and it's not like that light goes red and it's like <laughs> you know, oh, but um at the same time like then when you then you've got to edit it and that takes a lot of time and then when you do it live it's you you might look you my heart for so every time like even though i've done a bunch of radio shows now my heart just feels like it's <laughs> palpitating a little bit i know i know there's this feeling of just infinite ability to edit and make it however you want it to be when it's pre-record sometimes i i feel like that freedom it actually makes it take longer because i'll be like no that could be better no that could be better that pronunciation <laughs> is weird you'd never even think about that when you're live on air and i think it's good that you don't have to listen back if you're live but listening back i'll be like oh my god do i sound like that oh <laughs> uh and uh did when we were talking like before the interview as well and like unfortunately you moved to sydney just as the everything kind of went to shit but in saying that did you get a couple opportunities to play and you know see sydney for what it what it was before the lockdown happened? I got a lot of opportunities to see gigs. I wasn't yeah. actually playing um, any shows last year and this year, definitely not. But uh, yeah, I got to see Holy Holy at uh, the Factory Theatre and I got to see more at the Enmore. And both of those shows, I feel like they're just some of the best I've seen in my life. They were so, so amazing. Oh, wow. At least, at least you got like a little bit of something in just before. You yeah, know. exactly, exactly. Some of those, I mean, I think the more at one was in between, like literally in between the lockdowns, yeah. and I, I was so happy. I was like, make it, got it. Oh, that's a, that's the, well, that that is probably like, uh, you know, at least there's you know looking on the bright side, you know, there's something. But um, how like you know you were talking about like recording your tracks how do you play live because like your music is like has so many production elements I would think it'd be like kind of hard or a bit challenging definitely um well like I said I was lucky enough well I think I said this before um we started recording but I was lucky enough to work at a rehearsal studio for the past year before the most recent lockdown um and that means unlimited rehearsal space for me and I got to fiddle around with a lot of things I actually have a drummer and a guitarist when I play live and um, I have all of my backing tracks with those synths and those familiar sounds happening through Ableton Live. Wow like and and what's your like instrument that you grew up playing do, do you play piano as well? I grew up playing guitar but I was just self-taught and I haven't played for a couple of years since I've been uh, honing in on production so much but I do sometimes miss guitar I don't feel like I'm good enough to be playing live and have it be my instrument although I do sometimes miss having something in front of me something to keep busy doing um, like when I have been doing rehearsals and I was like what do I do with myself in this time but you just got to get into it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
get into it. Wow. And so like you've, you know, I, you know, I, I hear like lots of, you know, synths and, um, so you're, you've kind of taught yourself like, um, you know, keyboard and piano elements in the process. Yeah, definitely. Um, basically, I, I did play a bit of piano when I was also playing guitar. Um, I started actually with piano, but then I moved to guitar quite quickly. But it did sort of give me that um, visual sort of knowledge of how to navigate a piano roll and stuff like that when I'm creating synths or melodies. Wow, like that's that's pretty incredible that you started with piano and then went to guitar like usually it's the opposite way because people get sore hands and stuff like yeah, that yeah that's true the calluses yeah like um <laughs> you still keep a guitar around just for just for you know fun like occasionally yeah um i had well i had an acoustic tailor but yeah. i had, oh, to, wow. um, had to sell it <laughs> to get me through <laughs> at some point in the last year but uh, i do miss it not too much, just a bit though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just want to ask Paul, am I am I talking too much, mate? I, I don't want to, uh, do you want to ask anything? I'm... No, no, it, it seems to be the process these days with us. Um, just on the, just being in Queensland, I, I don't know much music in Queensland, even though I'm much of a music guy, because in Queensland, I know more, more about comedy because of Dave Eastgate. What's the music like in Queensland? Oh, well, in the Gold Coast, where I'm from, it's actually got an amazing music scene. Recently, there was the Gold Coast Music Awards where they have a judging panel and they basically just give awards to emerging artists. And a lot of the um, winners this year were people who actually are undiscovered still. So I think it's really good that they get that recognition. Um, yeah, there's a really good music scene in Queensland. You've also got Q Music, which is, I guess, the government initiative that supports the arts um music specifically there i think in comparison to new south wales and victoria i don't know a lot about victoria but i feel like the music scene in queensland is really prominent yeah. um, and the local councils are really supportive of arts i wish wish our government was so supportive of our artists <laughs> getting rid of frankie's how dare they oh, yeah right heartbreaking <laughs> Uh, it's between like the places between two train stations already and they want to put a express underground train i'm like why yeah i yeah that's my that's my biggest turn off so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and we're in lockdown for six months mm -hmm. and it's closing next year like do we get extra time <laughs> like come on yeah I, I feel like our, uh, you know, before we move on, I feel, I feel like our government gets, you know, a bad reputation about arts already. And then they take away, then they go and take away Frankie's and it's like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Take the case. And have to make up for it somehow. Mm, absolutely. And, <laughs> and it's a bit like speaking of Queensland, like what, what is the circuit when you're up in Queensland? Like, is it, is there like a, the run around the Gold Coast of like gigs and stuff and then then is it then there is it there a Brisbane run and then after that where do you go? <laughs> um, I actually played Rockhampton River Festival a couple of years ago when I was performing under the name Caramel and that was um, my best paid gig ever actually so there is a music oh, wow. scene in Rockhampton. Um, I'm not too sure otherwise I feel like um, there's probably a lot that I am unaware of but it's definitely like I said a very supportive place um yeah i should definitely look into that 
Well, I, I, like as I asked that, I was thinking, and I was probably thinking like along that along the border border run, maybe like you know have you you know Byron and then yeah. and Bimbi and then yeah yeah, yeah. Lot, lots happening there for sure. And uh, like, what do you notice that's different about like Sydney versus you know the Gold Coast in terms of like you know music and is there much of a difference? Like, is it a big difference? I feel like it's going to be really hard for me to draw a comparison if I'm looking at the last you know, 65 days because it's all very similar. Not a whole lot has been going on. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting to look ahead, um, you know, th this next year and the next couple of years because I think the music industry has a lot of recovering to do. Yeah. after everything COVID. Um, a lot of music festivals obviously have been cancelled. So many people have lost their livelihood that are pivotal to the music industry. So I think it's really, um, yeah, it's going to be really challenging, but really exciting to see what comes up and what happens and, you know, how the governments take initiative to help um, creatives at this time and yeah, it will be definitely a really interesting year ahead. Oh, for sure. And um, I had a question there and it's just slipped my mind, but uh, um, so it like, you've, you've spent the time in lockdown at the moment and um, I've been, you know, doing this and speaking to other bands and stuff like that. A lot of people, you know, have a lot of music that they're holding on to at the moment or they have plans to drop. So I'm just wondering, have you got, have you developed like a bit of a catalog that you're holding on to at the moment? Yeah, definitely. It's quite funny because I would say this past um, lockdown, I've probably collaborated the most that I ever have, um, which is really funny because everything's just been over the internet. Um, recently, I released an alternative version of my song sometimes, and that featured Ashley Martin, the guitarist from Eliza and the Delusionals, um, yeah. a really popular Queensland band. And um, I have more new music that I haven't announced yet, but uh, you have new music coming out that I have been producing with Matthew from the band Ivy. He's an amazing, um, yeah, an amazing producer. It's, big for me to sort of share that with somebody because I really pride myself on producing my own music and being self-sufficient but uh, having the opportunity to share that load has been really uh, inspirational for me because I've just been able to focus on songwriting and melody stuff that I haven't really paid as much attention to in the past so I've got some exciting new music coming out. Um, I actually have another single coming out October 1st and I've been holding on to this one for a little while. Um, I haven't actually even announced it yet either, oh, wow. but I need to get onto that. Um, it's called Friends. It's about um, sort of social circle dynamics and how we, well, I think, especially in our age group, often measure up, like try to measure up or struggle to measure up or just, I think, overthink how we compare to other people in terms of accomplishments, achievements bit of um, imposter syndrome sometimes I think for me at least so it's a song that just is about all of that really wow and like like that's exciting news but yeah. uh, how how did you like how did you go about writing it was the what was the what was the process 
Um, well, I actually wrote it a couple of years ago, and like I said, I've been holding on to it for quite a while. Um, just sort of spent some time thinking about how I wanted to release it, if I wanted to release it at all, because it's very personal. Um, I feel quite vulnerable compared to other songs where I feel like I'm often talking about somebody else. This is me talking about myself and how I feel. So that that's a big change for me. Um, but yeah, I wrote it at a time when I was at uni and I was just comparing myself to the people around me and um, sort of wanting to get closer to certain people, but having that self-doubt really hold me back. And like when you were, when, you know, when we're talking about this and, you know, um, you know, self-doubt and stuff like that, how did, when you, by writing it, has it made like you know i imagine you have to spend a lot of time you know thinking about you know what you're writing and the and the concept but has it helped you better understand it like at least now and like you know yeah through it a little bit definitely writing is so therapeutic and even just being able to get those thoughts out and i guess visualize it a bit with those sort of words it definitely helped me sort of see the cliche yeah. in what I was experiencing and how common it is and how it's not really a big deal and a lot of it's just in my head or at least it's something that a lot of people probably have to deal with yeah it's a it's an interesting thing isn't it because like sometimes you think you know like um some some people are like out of reach or uh, you'll you wonder what they think or, or something like that and then and then the time comes or something happens and you speak to them and then it's kind yes. of just reminds every year that they you know what they're human too why would you you know exactly that's exactly it yeah it's 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 a, it's a tricky thing like because it's, it's in a way it's hard to like overcome until you until you start to see through it by meeting more people or doing yeah. stuff yeah like yeah. And i think and i think it's that's that's interesting too because i haven't heard anybody talk about that you know before before in terms of music but it's something that I think everybody has like that's a you know a story for everybody there's always somebody that somebody you know thinks is out of reach or out of touch or, or you know better than them but then when you meet them you know you you can kind of see how you know through it all in a yeah, way yeah exactly you said it so well that's exactly it yeah and like I, I just wondered like are you a melody person or a music person like do you sit down and go okay, I'm going to write a song and is it coming to you through, you know, I'm going to play some chords and then we're going to build it around that or I've got a melody idea and then we're going to do it that way. I wish I was a melody person. I often feel like my melodies are really uncreative. Um, I like lyrics and I like music and singing to me is not the most natural thing in the world, but I feel like it's part of what I have to do to put my music out there and share my thoughts. So I do it but definitely a music person for that reason. Wow. So like you, you said that, that you're not like, I, so singing something that's been quite new to you over. Well, no, I've definitely been singing my whole life or at least, you know, yeah. since I took it more seriously. Um, I just, some people, I think you listen to their music and you go, wow, she's an amazing singer. Or, he sounds amazing on those vocals. Oh my gosh. But for me, it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's just not my strong, you know, yeah. it's not my forte. I feel like um, I love, you know, lyrics and I love what they can, what they can mean and what they can mean to someone else and yourself. But um, yeah, I just 
not really like a singer singer you know oh, I, see. I i i see but i think you're doing a very good job so Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised you said that because I, I, I thought you know, like when I, when I listened to your music, I was like, oh, wow, singer, singer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Just on your new song, sometimes, um, when you first made it, you obviously made the original version of it, and then you yeah. made the alternative. Was the alternative version your idea, or was that the idea that Ashley and you? Put together after just last minute yeah well it was definitely my idea i was actually it was before i had released sometimes the original version and i was just playing around with some different chords and i thought oh this like this new version with these new chords it just it connects so much more with me and which is funny because you know i wrote the first one as well of course but i just felt like it took me to this place where i wanted to go and um I was completely at a loss. I thought, oh, I want to release this version, but you know, this other version is totally ready to go and it's all lined up to go. And it was, you know, with the distributor. So I thought, why not do an alternative version? And I'll get, you know, Ashley, who had one wanting to work with me for a little while. And I we'd been trying to work together on some stuff and it hadn't totally came to fruition. So we thought, oh, yeah, let's just work on this and let's get some amazing guitar lines that are just sort of classic, sort of romantic sort of feeling, I guess. So we went with that and I'm really happy with how it turned out. So originally when I had that, it didn't have any guitars in it, but it needed that to really justify having an alternative version, I think. Yeah, I'm a bigger fan of those two different versions because another song I know is Beef Part of Struts. They've got their version and then they've got the version with... um oh got mind blank but i like that idea where two different versions of the song i i I think that's my one of my biggest yeah um, ideas that's really cool i i love that stuff too like you know i'm you know i grew grew up on like you know beatles music and stuff like that and you always hear like anthologies and stuff come out and you'd have like a bunch of different versions of the same song and then you kind of sit down and you listen to it and you're like oh i can i can see how they you know got to hear or did that or yes Yes. even sometimes the covers are better than the original yeah sometimes (laughs) sometimes yeah like the puddle of mud version of gimme shelter that's like a really good version of like obviously the original was rolling stone yeah, sometimes it can just, I think it's a different interpretation. And like I said earlier, it can take you to a different place. But yeah, it's, just, it's nice. I like those sort of things. And you're using logic at the moment. So like, and I wonder like if you're, you know, if you're like me, when you use logic, like sometimes you'll have an idea in your head and then you go to work on it. And then you, you've kind of wrote six different versions of the one thing that you were trying to do. <laughs> happening for me a lot this year it's never it never used to happen but but now I feel like I'm chasing a bit of a specific sound and um certain chords just suit that better so I'll have like sometimes like four different chord progressions for the same verse and I'll be like which one's better which one sort of yeah takes me to that place Um, it's crazy you know how many different versions you can come up with before the one hits you and do you still do you, do, you, do you keep a library of those as well? Like, so you can kind of come back to them if you want them in future. That's such a good idea. I should do that. I usually just settle on one and then I'm like, I delete, delete, delete. Because oh, no, no. Concise as possible because I get so overwhelmed. Oh, well, I mean, it could be a good thing in one way because I got like a thousand 
projects now that, okay. that it's just like you know something something cool but it wasn't what I was wanting that day and I was like oh I better save it up you know exactly it's good to be able to reach for something this morning I was looking through my projects like oh is there something that I could finish or um just wanted to complete something today and there were all these half started things and I was just like okay yeah some things are better left alone <laughs> yeah and <laughs> but like what are you starting what are you starting with like are you starting with do you start like do you start with a beat or you're just you know kind of going in with you know synth lines and laying down keys I usually just start with a feeling like I know what I want to write about and I chase chords that make me sort of feel that way I guess or feel yeah. more that way <laughs> if that makes sense um I sort of have like a visual sort of experience when I'm writing um, a song and I think once the right chords hit it just it completely sort of takes me to that moment and yeah that's when I know it's the right chord progression so I think chords I definitely start with and then uh, yeah then I record some vocals and then I layer it up with more melodies and hopefully some hooky synths or something that just makes it makes it wow <laughs> uh, and and what what are you using for like for for you know percussion for like drums and stuff like that yeah well um i use samples from splice and then i try and make my own kits and um sometimes i'll find a loop of a drum that i really like and then i'll try and rebuild that using individual samples just so then it's authentically me and not somebody else's work yeah like i i always find i'll get lost in trying to trying to make you know the the beats because like you start thinking about the kits and then changing the kits and putting on right. <laughs> i feel like i feel like that's a very technical part of songwriting and i like to focus on the creative stuff first so if i find a loop that i did i'll just put that in there as like a placeholder and then maybe the next day i'll go all right time to rebuild this loop and make it unique and so then i'll start doing that piece by piece I think that's a very good, uh, you know, good bit of advice if somebody's listening to this. <laughs> organized. Yeah, persistent. Uh, don't get lost in the sounds. Get the idea out first. Yes. Because I feel like the mood just disappears sometimes if you start focusing too much on technical stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody about this and I was like, I reckon the best songs, you know, exist in people's iPhones at the moment, you know, because when you have that kind of idea and just doing that for, and getting it out of you, because sometimes like I feel like when you start getting into the logic section, you know, it takes a while before you, you know, you're kind of ready to go and then it's kind of like, oh. What, what was what was that you know yeah right i can really understand yeah like that's so true i ran into a rapper once at a party and his phone and his girlfriend's phone was full of memory because she catches him rapping and he's writing all of these words on notepad which somehow yeah. fills up his phone so every time she's recording him she has to delete one of his old videos so he can remember <laughs> it like another time yeah it's true you find music in people's iphones and some of them could be really amazing yeah, definitely. Yeah, I and um, do you reckon? Do you reckon with uh, like your your new songs going forward, like you'll offer an alternative version for for them event, like you know. <laughs> I wish. Um, I sort of feel like these were exceptional circumstances. I 
do try not to go back to songs once they're out. I just want to yeah. leave them alone and they're out in the universe. So not my problem anymore. But with that one, it was just like torturing my soul. I thought, oh, there's got to be like another sort of, there's going to be better chords or a way that I can better express what I want to say or how I feel. And I just feel like those chords helped me do that. So yeah. it definitely was justified. Wow. And I, 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 um, I had a, I had a place where I was going to go then, and it's just slipped. But um, I've got you know, I've got something to say. Oh, sorry. Right? Yeah, no, it's all right. I didn't want to didn't want to like make you think. Just on your new songs coming out on like October first, was that date release your idea, or was that like the production idea? Oh, that was my idea. Um, I wanted. Well, I actually have a lot. Um, more music coming out this year and I'm trying to fit it in before I guess December comes around where people stop caring and they're on holidays and well, hopefully we're on holidays right but um, yeah I have I think um, four more songs coming out in total so I'm trying to get one on the first Friday and one on the last Friday of the month. It's exciting news for your fans for the new future. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's, I've, I've, I've recollected my thought. And uh, I think what I was trying to ask before is, is when, um, you know, when I had, a you know, was doing a bit of research and, and things like that, and also like discovering your music when you, when you, when you, um, when I found out about you a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of weeks or maybe a month ago now, I think. Yeah. But um, I, I was watching, you know, going to your, going to Spotify and stuff like that. And also just seeing that you've, you've kind of, you've got a lot of like, you know, listeners on your Spotify page. And I wanted to ask, like, how did you, how did you kind of get your music out there or did, did it kind of happen? What was the, what was that journey like? So um, I have a lot of listeners in the US at the moment, and I think that it is massively attributed to the fact that I wrote a bunch of emails to college radio stations in the US because it's like a big thing over there, college radio. Um, and so I basically, <laughs> I stay up a lot of nights, to be honest, doing this. Um, I think it's really important to promote your music as much as you can, especially if you're self-funded, self-made, self-produced like myself. So um, I wrote like 400 emails, I think, and I tried to be as individual as possible, you know, hello, so-and-so at that university, um, you know, this is my track and a bunch of radio stations took to it. I did a few interviews for their um, college radio stations. And I think a lot of my listeners have come because of that from the US. Um, I really want to promote my music more in Australia, but it's a tougher market to break because there's less people, obviously. And there's, I think, a lot more competition at the moment for emerging music. I think that I, I I'm, was kind of all, almost surprised as well, like um, when I when I when I heard your music because it it does it's 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 super current as well. Like I I didn't know if you know if 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 it had just happened by itself just because of you know the the sound of it. Because it, 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 I when I listened to your music for the first time, I thought of like you know it's, it had it, it's 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 its own obviously you know it's your music, but it also like it it sounds very 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 contemporary. That's cool. Thank you so much. Um, I 
definitely think I've put a lot of my influences into my production. Um, and sometimes they go like crazy amounts of variety. Um, I think a lot of people heard The Weeknd in sometimes with those yeah. sort of big 80s or 90s synths. And I really uh, took a lot of inspiration from that era of uh, his music. So I definitely just love putting my inspirations into my music. I, I, I didn't hear The Weeknd, but I heard uh, like Dua Lipa, like that, that was kind <laughs> of what I... What I, what I... Well, yeah, was... that's cool I mean she I guess also did that sort of um what was it called her most recent it was like future nostalgia right that was it yeah. so yeah I think she definitely had a lot of those big synths in her music as well so thank you so much oh no worries but I I you know it's interesting that um like because because it just it it doesn't feel like it's you know when you hear some types of music and it, and it kind of is a bit of a throwback or it could be um you know it, it goes you you think to yourself oh well, this sounds a bit 90s or this sounds a bit 2000s or or maybe even from different decades but your music doesn't have like the expiry date yet you know what i mean like it doesn't you can't it, it's just uh it feels very very current thank you so much good to be relevant <laughs> Ah oh, well, like, and and I'm just I'm just excited for you to kind of see well, what happens, like, because because you know, like, I think when you're making music of the time, like that that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. I'm definitely have a lot of more sort of poppy, um, dancey music coming out towards the end of this year, and it's probably. I mean, I'm excited about every release, but I'm just so excited about these songs. I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. Oh, wow. That's, that is exciting. And I, like, who are you influenced by other than The Weeknd? Um, but like, who else are you listening to at the moment? At the moment? Oh, I feel like, oh, that's such a tough question. I'll have to like go on my Spotify playlist or something. Who am I listening to? I hope it's the West Underground podcast and you're listening on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I hope not too, because we haven't up that we should be updating. We, we should be updating it. Yeah, I think we've, got, uh, we've, been, we've been a bit lazy with putting some of the, you know, um, uh, the interviews up on Spotify. So they're only the old ones at the moment. So <laughs> um, but that time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Doja Cat, actually. Um, yeah. She released her album, Planet Her, and I think it's really cool. Um just so many genres fused together you know it's it's awesome um yeah I feel like my big influences though like sort of deeper in me probably yeah. um definitely Charlie XDX I'm a huge fan of hers I've been since I was 14 I love how she is predominantly pop but she just goes all over the place sometimes yeah. I think that's awesome being able to um yeah definitely experiment and have people be open to that I think it's really cool that her listeners um sort of unconditionally love her and I just think those are the best kinds of listeners because yeah it's good to be able to um go all over the genres yeah and like do you think that's something you would do like um you know kind of explore like what what genre would you say your your music is to be honest big question I feel like I am pop music, but um, I feel like obviously there are so many subgenres of that. It would probably be like electronic pop, 
Um, yeah, I feel like because I have electronic elements in all of my songs, so probably that. But um, sometimes it's just a bit hard to say, you know, especially when you're talking about your own music. What do you think? What would you say? I, I just don't think anybody's got a name for it yet. Like, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I, that's why I wanted to throw out the question. Because, I mean, you can say pop, but I mean, like every you know most most music I, most mainstream music is is pop so yeah know, exactly it's, it's and pop is just popular right so yeah. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah i mean hopefully it doesn't matter that much ultimately right yeah i don't i don't think so as long as it's you know as long as it's good music that's that's the main thing but um yeah it's interesting isn't it like when you when you start trying to label when people you know label music and stuff like that and um yeah i i, I wouldn't know what to la label yours yeah. other than that i know it's it's tough it's tough i mean i feel like um i've been focusing a lot on my branding being consistent across the releases and i do all that sort of stuff like graphic design myself just so then i can have ultimate control um, I feel like because I do sort of waver a bit across slightly different genres, hopefully it is all pop, but it's yeah. hard to say, especially with the stuff I have coming out later on this year, which is definitely more, I guess, summery pop, lighthearted, um, definitely more fun, I think. Uh, I feel like if you have consistent branding and if you have people who genuinely like your songwriting, it should be okay to just put out different things every once in a while yeah absolutely i don't i don't understand you know sometimes when i see like big artists trying to do different things like um i'll give an example like um you know i saw i saw miley cyrus recently like come out and she did this you know whole whole rock thing recently oh, yes. but um you know i i don't understand when people people like hate on artists for for trying to do something different necessarily yeah definitely I feel like particularly with Miley Cyrus she has I guess um years right um so she's currently in that sort of 80s era yeah and it's just like you know Billie Eilish she also has them right so her latest I think look is with that you know her latest album that's all yeah. a year and I think that you know it lasts for about two years and then they move on to another era so I feel like people are getting better or at least these bigger artists are getting better at what defines those years right so you know what to expect because of the hairstyle or the color schemes or the the branding right? I think it has a, a lot to do with what people come to expect so I think as long as you're setting people up right you know from a business aspect it should be should be all right to sort of take those steps to further yeah. develop yourself absolutely I, I can't agree more like I think that I think it's great and I also like when people do that because it feels like because they they're challenging themselves to kind of do that yeah. as well and that's I think good. I think it's interesting when people just go oh that's that's you know that's shit or that's rubbish you know for doing that yeah. I, I hate that you know I, but um yeah like I do you think music's in an interesting place at the moment because I, I I I do I feel like we're we're all searching for like you know the the big artists at the moment like I, I mean we we don't really have a defined sound for like this 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 I suppose decade at the moment and everybody's searching for it I feel yeah. like going through the you know the charts at the moment you 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 can hear little bits of different eras and you know 
Yeah, definitely. I think what's so fascinating, for example, Olivia Rodrigo with her most recent releases um, and how she gave, um, well, it was like a delayed reaction, I guess. She gave Paramore, Hayley Williams and Taylor Swift credits retrospectively. Um, and everyone was saying how much it sounded like them from the get-go anyway. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. Because like, and also YTK is such a big thing at the moment with like, you know, style and trends like that. I feel yeah. like we're currently in this spot where we're looking back to sort of find inspiration instead of, I guess, creating our own thing, but in a way that's sort of our own thing. It's just sort of like the past is like the present at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I think it is really cool. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cool place to be at the moment. Like, um, and it makes me excited because I like you listen to st stuff like and it's not one sounding if you you know yeah. when you kind of had music in the past and it all sounds the same and it and at the moment it's 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 all over the shot like yeah right like I had this uh, I was just listening to radio in my car like driving to the shops the other day and this like Machine Gun Kelly song came up oh yeah and, and it sounded like a bit like a Blink 182 song yeah and then, Bruno right? Mars comes on and it's like, oh, we're now we're listening to Earth, Wind and Fire. And it's, you know, it's just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like we're currently looking backwards for inspiration. It's um, it's cool. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think I completely agree with you. We're looking for what is going to define this year off. So I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> well, I, 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 I have a feeling that that you know, we're going to be pushing for like, um, like futuristic kind of stuff. Like that's been coming through, like with, with uh, like Doja Cat and like, um, like mm. Dua Lipa and people like that, like that's, that's like starting to, well, really yeah. emerge, you know? And, yeah. and, and I think that's cool. Like how, how, and how do you kind of go about, you know, like, you know, trying to make con contemporary music in like a, a space where you're, you know, I mean, there aren't too many people that are that are doing it at the moment. Like, I mean, you're you're kind of on your on your on your own at the moment. Like, doing it is it is it tricky <laughs> to find inspiration sometimes? I feel like, um, and firstly, all of what you just said was awesome. I completely agree with that. I feel like um, it's really cool to be able to take inspiration from I guess the the big players in the game so like what you just say Doja Cat and Ziwa they are both very futuristic and what I like about it is that it's sort of not yet defined yeah like, um the most recent albums it's sort of like what we we're saying it's across a lot of genres but it's because it's their own they've, they've sort of just made it their own I think it's really cool to be able to take inspiration from those various years and take what you want you know like everything's up for grabs so if you like something from the 90s just take it and make it your own and I think without like you know copying them I do take a lot of inspiration from that sort of pioneering that and navigating that but truly they are great artists yeah. A lot of it comes down to the producers so i don't know what their names are to be honest but they're doing a great job and i think that um uh yeah there's a lot to learn from i guess those big players as much as we probably don't want to admit it here in australia yeah like and you know when you're talking about like like taking you know something and you know um from from a different decade and making it new like 
I'm like, like when I think of, you know, your music there, you know, if I wanted to start like a, you know, like a, like a rock band, you know, just, just for an example, like you've got, you've got 40, 50 years to take like of inspiration from, you know, you can go take inspiration from right down at the start with Elvis, or you take, you know, you know, go down the road of like the hair metal people. But in your instance, you haven't, you can't, you haven't got a lot of people behind you. So you, in a way you're, you're, you know, one of the, the, you know, the pioneers in a way, because it's like you're laying out the groundwork for, I suppose, future people. Yeah. That's an awesome way to look at it. Yeah. Like I said, so then I wondered like, is it, is it hard writing in that like kind of style because like you're you know you there there isn't you know um you know a straight laid out path yeah definitely I think yeah it definitely lacks that framework that a lot of genres do have and there are those realms to those genres that I think a lot of people play safely within and that's what helps you define who you are as a band or as an artist and your branding and you know your unique selling points you know who your target audience is so I do definitely feel I think a bit in between a lot of places because I'm still trying to figure out what is my target audience you know who who likes my music because it's hard to pinpoint an age group you know or who else like what what else do people listen to if they listen to me what else are they listening to I would love to know Spotify won't tell me yet (laughs) Um, (laughs) but when they do I'm really excited to find out um, because I feel like that will give me a lot of insight into the people who do like my music and then it just it's cool to have that sort of two-way connection so then you know who's receiving or who's on the receiving end of your music because yeah I really want to connect with those people and um, I, I like to make music for myself but I would like to also make music that makes other people happy so it sort of helps to know who's listening and I think like what you said it's undefined at the moment and it's an interesting place to be in yeah like what like, yeah i don't think we've had a period of time like this for you know quite a while so it's it's definitely a very cool thing to be you know for, for you imagine amongst it you know yeah definitely and especially in australia it's quite a small music industry and i feel like there are constantly people joining the game and leaving the game and it's, it's a lot to keep up with, but it's also quite easy to keep up with. Like what you said, you keep an eye on the Sydney music scene and I'm sure you got, you know, all, all tabs open at all times. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. And like, do you, um, what's been like the American reception, you know, of getting your music played on radio has, what's, what's, what's that been like? Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, I have some family in Canada. Um, People say I have a Canadian accent, so I I often feel like I introduce myself. Hi, I have a Canadian accent because people (laughs) just point it out first thing. Um, So, yeah, I've got some family in Canada. I've never actually been there, though. Um, I've been to a few of the states in America, and I think the thing that stuck with me the most at those times that I've travelled is just the wide variety of people there. And I think, um, you know, obviously a bigger country, so there are more people who will like your music, 
but it's been a really good reception. I think I've gotten some really sweet messages from people who I've never met, who I feel so far away from, so disconnected to, but, you know, they've heard me on their college radio and it just makes my day. I think that's, I think that's amazing, you know, that they've, they've, they've actually reached out to you as well. And, you know, um, from the other side of the world and like, have you, you know, I, I suppose when, when there is distance from, um, from your, your, your music, like, like what, what do your fans, um, like, what did, what did they say? Like, you know, or when, when they have reached out for you, what, what has it been like? Well, usually it's just that um, they're surprised to find out that I'm in Australia and I feel like that's a good start. Um, Yeah, it's just been like, hey, I heard you on my, you know, college radio and I really like your music. And I guess, you know, we're used to looking up people who we like on Instagram and they have a huge following and I don't. I'm just like starting out still as an artist. And so I think maybe that's, you know, I'm approachable. So they feel like they can say those things. And I'm always so grateful for it. That I think that's amazing, you know, and I feel feel like all those people, you know, will will for sure watch you grow pretty fast over the next couple of years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, yeah, it just makes my day being able to connect with people like that. It means the world to me. Sometimes it just blows my mind that people actually listen to my music and they just do it because they like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I I, I imagine there's like a lot of people out there that are like, um, you know, that are just, that are just looking for, you know, different, different kinds of music and also like, and, and as I said before, like looking for music that does sound new and contemporary and, um, and, and you're, you're certainly in that, in that, um, in that space. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the kind words. No, I just think it's in, like, uh, like it's incredible. Like I, I genuinely thought when I heard your music, you must've been with some kind of label or had some big producer behind you, but then it's kind of been like, Oh, you're doing this by yourself. Like, what the, how is this? What, you know, what's and and it's and now talking to you, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I'm real, you know, I'm really shocked. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I yeah, that means a lot to me because just being able to put my own music out that I've produced, it's a big step from where I was a couple of years ago when I was working with a bunch of producers that you know I funded that and they were good mates, but it just wasn't my own music of course um and I love those songs so much and it means a lot to me that I got to do that I got to work with some amazing musicians but being able to put out what you just invented in your mind it's completely different and it's more vulnerable from that sort of way and like I said there'll, there'll always be people who don't like what you do or don't like how you sound how you look but um then there are people who do like it and that's that's really cool and does it is it like the the gratification must be must be huge like you talk about the vulnerability but you you've taken the job of the producer you've taken the job by the sounds of it of the label you know message staying up late and sending emails this is a whole like um you know uh do it yourself kind of project which is doing you know do it going well but like it must be rewarding to yourself in you know for sure and I like it's a huge jump to do it all by yourself but when it starts to you know connect and and hit home and you know and the people are listening and liking your music it must it must feel very you know amazing great even this chat that we're having right now I'm really grateful and I'm so glad that I reached out (laughs) 
Ah, well, I am too. I, 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 I'm glad that we're, that we're having this because I, you know, like, um, and I think, you know, if there are, when, you know, if there are people watching this, when it, you know, I got, I hope there are when that comes out, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm, you know, the one thing I can, I hope that they take away from this is kind of your, your, your attitude as well. Like, uh, you know, if they're musicians, which going, okay, we can do this ourselves. Like, you know, you know, we don't, why do we need to do this? You know, it is our music and like, let's take responsibility ownership and, Absolutely. you know. I think so. labels are a bit of a dying breed, to be honest. Uh, there's so much accessibility to the things that we need as musicians and there's kind of no excuse. You can do it yourself if you put in the work. Absolutely. Like I, I, I think that all the time, sometimes, you know, like you, 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 sometimes you're your own, you're your, your own best salesman definitely no one knows the product better yeah that's for sure and like wh where do you see yourself going like in the you know in the next couple of years and in the next couple of like you know months and like what's the future for yourself well like I said I have a bunch of new music coming out and it's a bit of a new year for me um it's more pop summary stuff just in time for hopefully COVID to piss off and for yeah, yeah. someone to come in <laughs> so that's really exciting um it's gonna be a lot of fun I had a few geeks lined up but because of the current border situation I've had to um cancel those gigs unfortunately I hadn't even announced them because I was so sure that it probably wasn't going to go ahead and I was right so yeah <laughs> there we go um yeah but I'm really excited to um be able to play live everything that i've worked on the past year and i've done a bunch of rehearsals i'm so keen and my drummer and my guitarist are also keen to just get out there um i've got a studio recording that is happening next month like a filming session yeah yeah um i'm really excited for it's happening at a, where i record my vocals in um five doc we're going to be recording a bunch of songs live bit of like a like a version but do it yourself style <laughs> So um, I guess that will be like the first, um, the first taste of what I'm like live and I'll be putting that online and I'm really excited for that. Wow. I, that's really cool. Like, so, so with this recording, is it um, you're, you're recording yourself live in like a controlled environment? Yeah. yeah. The... So we're going to be recording directly um, into um the computer well we're gonna have a sound guy there he's gonna yeah. be doing that and um it's gonna be filmed and it's gonna keep lighting but it's gonna be real you know it's not gonna yeah. not gonna be too pretty <laughs> yeah wow i think that's that's really you know that's really cool and and i i think that's you know one thing that i think will stick from from this whole COVID thing is people doing like the you know zoom gigs and you know yeah. kind of streamed gigs and stuff like that yeah i went to splendor xr this year and i was really skeptical at first about how the hell is this going to work and yeah. it was it was good i mean it was it was funny at sometimes because you can tell everyone's still navigating how to make this happen and how to, I mean, you can hardly recreate like a festival at home. It's, it's not possible. you got to readjust your expectations, but it was good for what it was worth. Um, yeah. I saw Charlie XCX and um, you could have like a little sort of avatar represent you. Um, and it was just really funny. There was like this big Skittle walking around. It was like a big, like 
it was like an animated skittle or whatever and he kept on trying to jump onto the stage and um where charlie was performing it was like a hard to explain um but <laughs> he kept on sort of getting sent to the back of the virtual reality sort of I don't know, it was like because he was trying to jump on the stage, it was like bad behavior. So they kept on sending him to the back of the crowd and they kept on trying to do it again. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, wow. And like, have you reached out to any festivals yet? Um, no, I had a couple like uh, festivals in Surface Paradise reach out to me and I was booked for Surface Paradise Live last year which was really awesome. Uh, Daryl Braithway was playing there and there were a few other bigger names and I was really keen for it, but that was right when COVID hit and I was still here. So yeah. it was uh, it was not uh, possible to be there and I didn't go ahead anyway, it was canceled. And um, then there were a few other Queensland festivals, a bit smaller that I was gonna be playing at in the coming months, but um, yeah, it was next month actually but it's just not possible so i've had to cancel them oh well you know i reckon 2022 will be a year i reckon you'll get a few festivals I... oh yeah that'll be fun i'm so keen i just want to yeah get out there meet people who like my music hopefully they like my music <laughs> yeah yeah well i you know had a festival for sure you know and i still feel like that's because when i you know before when we're talking about you know your music and stuff like that you know, it's hard to imagine your music in a pub, but it's very easy to imagine your music at a festival. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. A big speaker. We've got like a huge speaker there. I don't know if you can see it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You got the road cases and all. Wow. Oh, yeah. You're ready to go. It's ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that, it's like going to start using that as a subwoofer if I can. Just got to wrap things a bit differently. But yeah, that I can just imagine it would be so amazing to have it be loud and proud. Yeah, I don't think you're far off, Erin. I think you've only got a year to go and uh, you'll be there. Yeah, that'll be fun. That will be so good. And you'll be there too, hopefully. Guys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Once we can get out of the, out of the, house. Out of the house. Yeah. Out of COVID jail. Oh, man, it's been way too long. But um, I'm excited to see where you go. That's oh. for sure. Like, I, I feel like I'm, you know, we're, we're talking kind of at the start of your journey, you know? Yeah. And, and, and like already at the start, like you're, you know, you're off to the races already, you know? Oh yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me today, guys. No worries. Yeah, well, I have my new track coming out on October 1st. It's called Friends and it would mean a lot to me if you guys could pre-save it. It will be in the link of my Instagram bio. Absolutely. You know, go check it out. And um, I think it'll be so exciting to, you know, to hear your you know, your music evolve over the next couple, you know, months and year. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks so much, guys. It's been no awesome worries. today. Thank you for coming on, Aaron. Yeah.